This morning, I want us, I, 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 I think God want to take us on a journey. A journey in a story that you have heard and read many times more than I have. Because of where I come from, when I read English, I read it with an accent. But when you read, there's no accent in it. So I hope you will see what I see inside that place. For some time, I have withdrawn to my shell, always feeling like Jonah. A man that God spoke to and said, say this. And Jonah said it. And when it did not come to pass, Jonah became a liar. But what Jonah said about Nineveh was what God said he should tell the people. And Jonah made that declaration. But because there was no destruction because the people of Nineveh repented, Jonah became a liar in the sight of many people. I put back to my shell because my earnest prayer and, and, and all the time I've been going through, God is telling him, Lord, I don't want to be like Jonah. A man that you spoke your words to and when he altered it, it did not come to pass the way that you made it seem to be. There are a couple of young ladies in this place, a couple of ladies, I'm not going to use the word young because all of you are young. But when I say young, because I'm older than all of you here. So, there are a couple of people here whose voice rings in my ear every time and I am very, very uncomfortable, but I like the uncomfortable nature of their voice ringing in my ear because it makes me return back to God. Sometime in the past there was, I can't remember when there was a prayer and prophecy that came forth. I didn't speak of my own because God put it in my mouth to speak and I spoke out. And later on, one of the ladies came to me later and said, this word is, I believe is for me. But I don't want to believe it anymore because I've heard it before. And because I've heard words like this before and it didn't come to pass, therefore, I don't want to believe this. Though I, in my spirit, I feel that God is speaking to me. And a couple of weeks down the line, another lady, based on the same prophecy, came to me and said, Elder Archie, I am still waiting for that prophecy. Couple of weeks down the line, another person came on the same line and said, I'm still waiting. And then I remember more and more people have spoken to that that same word, you know, stirred something in their spirit. And they all remind me that that prophecy had not come to pass. And sometimes when I see the people, I just greet them. I don't want to have more conversation with them because I'm afraid they will tell me again. When is that going to come to pass? But this morning, I struggled early this morning throughout yesterday to really get a hold on a message. But at the end of the day, early this morning, I said, you know what, I give up. I just give up. I give up not because what I want to preach in my spirit, I didn't feel that's what God wants to speak. And what God wants to speak is the area I do not want to go because I have been burnt a little bit on that part before. Not really burnt, but because he came into that area that will open up the same wound that I feel has not healed. When God uses you to bring forth word, you become a burden carrier. It becomes a burden in you because you are the instrument God used to bring forth that word. 
But what I've come to understand this morning is that it's not my problem. My responsibility is to make myself available, not to speak of my own, but let God use me to speak and take the case back to who is able to make the word come to pass. This morning, I want to share with you a message titled, One More Time. This one more time, for this message to be one more time means that we have, there have been series of the something over and over. And because there's been series of things over and over and we have the same result. But this morning, if you've been having the same result as we go into the scripture, over and over and over and over. I want to put myself this morning to speak with courage and confidence. And that the maturity of the world is going to be God's own responsibility. But me have to speak with courage. I have to speak with confidence. I have to know who have asked me to speak. And I will not be the one who is responsible to bring it to come to pass. But God himself is whom you will hold his heels and say, if this word came from you, I want to see a performance of that word in my life. Because when I look at the disciples, while the disciples were with Jesus Christ, they went through a series of things but to the point when you get to Facebook, John 1, it is a place I pray with. It is a place that I want you to also hold firm. Because the disciples went from hearing what God has done. They went to seeing what God is doing. They moved to the point where they began to hope that what they have heard about God and what they have seen about God, they began to hope that the same thing will be applicable in their own life. And then God metamorphosized their belief from the moment of hearing to the period of seeing to the point of hoping to the manifestation that they become a beneficiary of God. I told you sometime in the past, I don't want to preach Jesus Christ of the Bible. If that Jesus Christ is not alive in me, it's not risen in me. If the spirit that quickened up Christ do not quicken me, why do I have to preach the Jesus that performed miracles in the life of others that the miracle has not been manifested in my own life? I want to speak Jesus from experience. I want you to minister Jesus from experience. I want you to hold the words that will come forth this morning one more time. And be a beneficiary and be an experiential relationship with God where you receive and where you test the same thing God has said in the Bible. If the Bible is real, which I believe is real, that same word should be alive in us and bring a difference in our own lives. It is not going to be a miracle performed by pastor or bishop or reverend. It is not going to be a relationship that you got because somebody said so. But it has to be what you got because the same Bible said, if the spirit that quickened up Jesus dwell in you, it will do what? Quicken you. It will quicken you from sickness to health. It will quicken the family from trouble to peace. It will quicken the unmarried woman into marriage as God promised. It will quicken the barren woman into delivery. It will quicken the troubles and take them away and move off into a period where Jesus Christ himself said that when you ask and receive, he said your joy 
will be full. And because when your joy is full, he said, therein my father is glorified. God is never glorified until we have received what God has promised in our lives. So I want you to know this morning that he said, when we ask and we receive, he said, our joy will be full. He didn't say our happiness. He said our joy because the joy comes from the inside. And when your joy is full, it begins to overflow into the life of others. You can never impact somebody until you are in overflow. Until you are full. If the water is not full, it can never overflow. It will always remain in the inside. You will always be contained like a water within a container. But God says when you ask and your joy is full, then it will overflow. It is the desire of God that what we ask, we receive it. And I'm not going to shy away because I spoke in the past according to the word of God. I will not speak this morning in confidence. I will not speak this morning in courage. I will speak and let the power of maturity, which is in Christ, bring it on to pass. We're going to look at a familiar passage in the scripture. You guys know this place better than I do. But there is something that God wants to bring it in, out from this place that made this message one more time. Let's look at the book of Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 6. In the book of Luke chapter 5, it reads, In the New King James, it started with, So it was. It is easy to just read it continuously. If you look at that place, there is a word, comma. He said, so it was. What is the meaning of so it was? Can somebody help me? It happened. Good. So there were people who were with Jesus that things happened to. Now, he said, so it was. As the multitudes pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret. We want to have an understanding here that there were multitudes that gathered to hear the word from Jesus. Now, the purpose of them gathering was to hear the word from Jesus. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's see what happens. The Bible says, And saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great multitude. I'm going to explain this place. It looks like a story. It is not a story. The Bible says, and so it was. And I believe that the same way the Bible says so it was, so the Bible would record, will record in years to come that so it is today. That in my life and in your life this morning, the future generation will record that so it is as of today. They will call it was, 
But I want you to call it to your life this morning. So it is. He says, so it was that the multitude pressed around him to hear the word of God. But the Bible said that he stood at the lake of Genesaret. And he saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out for they were washing their nets. And the Bible said Jesus got into one of the boats that belongs to Simon. And the King James Version said and prayed him. Which means he wasn't willing to go. He urged him because he wasn't willing to go. He had done this all night. This morning, I want to bring it to ourselves. Many of us are already washing our nets. Many of us are already washing our nets. There are some dreams, there are some visions, there are some revelations you believe about your life at this age that should have come to pass. But because it has not come to pass, everything you have done in the beginning, you have done, you have taught, you have prayed, you have done everything you need to do, and it did not succeed. You've already given up because by the time they were washing their nets, they had given up. Many of us have given up our dreams. Many of us have given up our revelations. Many of us have given up the vision of God in our lives because every effort that we have done did not come to pass. For that reason, we're already washing our nets. We're already saying, what use? I have prayed. I have fasted. I have gone to the hospital. I have done everything I was asked to do. Yet, it remains the same. It is time for me to wash my nets and do what? Hang it up. But I want to tell you this morning, God wants one more time. For there is something in the deep that is not in the shallow. For there is something in the deep for every word of God that have come for you and to you that have not come to pass, it is not because God is not willing to bring it to come to pass, but it's because you have been by the shallow. You have been by the side of the lake. You have gone inside, but because of your experience, you don't want to go back anymore. Many of us don't want to pray anymore because we say, what use? You may have fasted about your health. You may have fasted about your situation. You may have fasted about your relationship. You may have fasted about your children. You may have done everything in the past from beginning to the end. And at the end of the day, it did not come to pass the way you were expecting because you believe by now it should have been a difference. By now something would have happened. But I want you to understand that Peter and others were using their skill, their medical knowledge, their scientific knowledge, their fisherman knowledge, everything that we have been doing have been done based on our skill, based on our gifts, based on our power. But what I want to tell you this morning, when God speaks again one more time and you do what he wants you to do one more time, you will see that nothing ever comes great from the side of the lake. Nothing ever comes great from the shallow part of life until you run into the deep. Peter was washing his nets with others. There are some areas in your life you may be washing your nets at this moment. There are some parts of your life you may be washing your nets this morning. There are some areas that you have left the boat. The boat, Jesus could have come into the boat and said, cast your net. 
But that boat was an evidence of nothingness. That boat was a vehicle that God wanted to use to take you to the next level. But when God stepped into it, it was empty. If they had caught fishes, it would have been in the boat. In your boat right now, there are so many things you expect to have been in that boat right now. And they are not there. There are things you expect. There are things you expect to be in your boat. There are things you expect to be in your boat. As of this morning, because when you look at other people's boats, you see those things in their boat. You see situations and circumstances change in their life. You see people who are not as righteous as you are. Their boat is full with all the desires of their life. And you look into your own boat. It's empty. All you can show in your net is trash. Peter and others looked into their boat. There was nothing there. But in their net, their net has been entangled with trash, seaweed, everything that passes by. So they decided to go and do what? Wash the net. Wash the net of all the trash they caught. They were looking for fish, they caught sticks. They were looking for fish, they caught water bottles. They were looking for fish, they caught seaweed. They were looking for fish. They caught everything that has nothing to do with why they went into the sea to sheep, to fish. The net is entangled. You can look at your net. Your net today could be your life in 2018. Then in 2017, you were so excited. I was excited. We had believed so many things would have come to pass. Even as many of us are looking forward to 2019, I am not looking forward to 2019 yet until I have received today. Today is what I am looking for. My one more time is now, not tomorrow. My one more time is 2018, not 2019. I cannot skip this period. It means I have already failed in 2018. It means I have already washed my net. It means I've already given up for the things that I should receive in 2018. It means that the desires and aspirations of God in my life that did not come to pass, I'm already washing my net. Therefore, I'm looking forward to next year. Hoping next year will change. Nothing will change next year. You know why? Because we are still on the side of the sea. We are still on the side of the sea. Let me show you something in the book of Psalms right quick. Let me show you something and I'll tie it down together here. In the book of Psalms, right quick. It's the book of Psalms 107 verse 23 to 24. The Bible says, Some went out on the sea in ships. There were merchants on the mighty waters. Here is this. They saw the works of the Lord. His wonderful deeds. Where? In the deep. They did not see his mighty works by where Peter was standing because of Peter's effort that have not come to pass. Because many of us have done everything we could. We couldn't get what we desire. We are now afraid. Some of us, because our relationship in the past have failed, when somebody comes along us right now, we say, they are all the same. They are all the same. Because all that the enemy will do is to remind you of the past. So that you can doubt your present. And deny you your future. Let me tell you. Your height is determined by how deep you go. 
Your depth determines your height. The strongest tree is the tree that is taproot goes deeper than the actual height that you see. And that's what God was speaking to Peter. He was washing his nets. Many of us, I know, I have washed my nets in prophecy. I have washed my nets in laying hands and praying. I have washed my nets in many things because I looked back. I hear the voice of those ladies in this church. I hear the voice of the people that when it comes in my mind, I washed my nets. And that's what the devil wants you to do. To believe because the society have a timeline for you. Therefore, it did not come according to the societal timeline. God is impossible from that moment. But God is a God of possibility. God is a God. The Bible said, they just sang this morning, that victory belongs to Jesus. The victory doesn't belong to us. He is the one who is able to be victorious. Victory means you have won the war. And triumph means you are celebrating your victory. Where have you washed your net? In which area of life, my brother, are you washing your net? Where are you washing your net right now? What area of life is your boat empty? What area of life is your boat empty? And that you don't want to launch anymore into the deep. You don't want to go beyond that little area where you are. Because you're scared. Because you're afraid. Because of the failure of the past. But I want to tell you this morning that God says that the, what the great things is where in the deep. And he said to Peter, cast, launch into the deep and cast your nets. But before he did that, God wants you and I to know that our empty boat today is a teachable moment to others. When you look at your boat where it's empty, Jesus did not step in to teach Peter. He stepped in into Peter's boat to teach others. God wants you to take your teacher areas of your emptiness to teach others. When you begin to use the areas of your emptiness, area of your mistakes, area of your failures to teach others. When you begin to pour into the life of others so they do not go the same route you have gone. So they do not remain in the shallow areas where you have been. When you begin to do that, God then steps into your emptiness and occupies it. I was surprised that Jesus stepped into that boat. I know what he did. The Bible says he sat down. He was not in a hurry. And anytime you're willing to release your boat for God to occupy, there will always be a recompense by God. There were two boats, but he chose Peter's boat. God wants you and I. He wants me to learn from my teachable moments. Those areas that I have not come, I realize that God is the one who is responsible to bring it to come to pass. My job is to be on my knees so that those words that he spoke will come to pass. That's my word. That's my responsibility. It is not to bring it to come to pass, but to be on my knees, to remind him day and night, you spoke this word out of my mouth, God bring it to come to pass by yourself. He stepped into the boat and began to teach people. He told them to move a little bit out of the land. And Peter did. He began to teach others Jesus was not in a hurry. Because our biggest problem is being in a hurry. The time set by him, irrespective of what I do, it will not come to pass until his own time. And when his time came, 
The Bible says, when he was done speaking, when Jesus was done using your experiences to teach others, when he is done, when you are done with using your experiences, many times we don't want people to know what we're going through. Many times we don't want people to know we argue with our wives and our husbands. We don't want people to know we quarrel with our boyfriend. We don't want people to know we argued with our mother or our children is having difficulty in school. We don't want anybody to know because we want to be by ourselves. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much you cover the pregnancy, the baby will come out. There's a lot of spiritual abortion in our lives. A lot of dreams have been aborted because of fear. A lot of revelations have been aborted. Some of them still birth. Some of us because we delivered one revelation or vision of God through Caesarean. Because of that we don't want to go through that anymore. But I want to tell you that in the reasons and the moments of life this morning. Every revelation of God that you are pregnant with. It is time for you not to wash your nets yet. It is the hour not to wash your net but one more time with God. God wanted Peter to trust him. And let me tell you something that you did not see in that place. Perhaps you have read it so many times but you did not pick up on something. And I, and, 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 and I want to show you this. It is very, very pronounced and profound. I want you to look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. The Bible said when he had stopped Speaking, he said to Timon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Net with an S. Plural. Now, watch what happened. In verse 5, the Bible said, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Did you get something here? God told him to let down his nets. God is telling you to let down, get let loose, get everything about you, let it down into the deep. But because Peter was still, despite God has spoken to him, despite God is still speaking to many of us at this moment, we are not willing to give in everything that we have had. Peter decided to let down one net. When Jesus said, let down your nets. Is it in your Bible? Did you see it or did I make it up? You have seen it before. But let me tell you the fundamental difference here. If Peter let down one net. And the Bible said they caught great multitude of fish that the net began to break. What would have happened if Peter had let down the nets? God wants you one more time to let down the nets. Don't let down the net. You let down the net. It gives you what one net can get. You let down the nets, it gives you what multiple nets will bring into your life. God wants you to let down your nets one more time. Let down your nets one more time. You won't have washed that net, but bring that net back to launch into the deep this morning. Bring that net back. You cannot get anything great from the side. The great things are found in the deep. If you have washed your nets, this is the hour to bring the nets back so you can throw it back again. God wants you to throw it, how many times? One more time. 
You may have toiled. You may have fought. You may have used your skill. You may have skilled your technical expertise. You may have put in what you learned in the past and it did not bring anything and you have thrown in the towel. You may have prayed for the health of your mother, the health of your brother, the health of your sister, the health of your wife, the health of your husband, or your own health. You may have prayed so many times over certain issues in the shallow. God wants you to let everything in this morning and launch it into the deep. But Peter said, why should I let down my nets? Lord, I know better than you do. I'm a fisherman. You're a carpenter. How can you, a carpenter, tell me, do I believe you? But Lord, with one net, I'm able to catch fish and fishes. You know, King James says fishes. I'm able to catch fishes with one net. Many times we are on partial obedience with God. When he says, let down your nets, you choose to let down your net. Because you still want to guard yourself because of what happened in the past. You still want to protect yourself because of the disappointment of the past. You still want to cover yourself, have something to fall back to. In case you try God one more time and he fails, at least you still have some nets with you. You don't want to throw in that big nets and perhaps something catches it and the whole net breaks or disappears. For that reason, you don't want to throw in the nets. You want to keep something back to make sure that you have a fallback. Many times, God has spoken to you to do something. You choose not to do completely because you want to have a fallback because of the disappointment of the past. God may have told you to fast. He may have put it in your spirit to fast again, but you didn't want to because you fasted 10,000 times that he asked you to do and it didn't come to pass. Then he says, fast for seven days. I will fast four days. In case it didn't come to pass, I'll have some food to eat. I want to tell you that what you reserve as a fallback will only go back with you empty. The nets that Peter chose not to cast into the deep went with Peter empty. This morning, how many of your nets do you want to go back from this place empty? Or are you willing to trust God and cast that net one more time in the deep?